HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. We're a couple of weeks late, but regardless, welcome to our annual holiday special, previously called Drunk Cheese Stories. Now we're just calling it Cheese Stories since no one was drunk the last time. It's my pleasure to welcome back friends of the show, Thalassa Skinner, co-founder of Culture Magazine, and Matt Rubiner of Rubiner's Cheesemongers, located somewhere in the wilds of southern Massachusetts. How are you both doing, and are you guys drunk right now? Um, I'm slowly getting there. Yeah, nice. I can hear you, Rubiner. Are you wasted? Uh, yeah, no, I took pills. <laughs> Sweet. You're just like <laughs> me then. You're just like me. <laughs> Western Mass. Western Massachusetts. <laughs> Southwest. I mean, the whole state's like the size of this recording studio, so, you know, it's all relative. Yeah, well, it's the western side of the recording studio. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, so first I wanted to recap the holidays. Uh, what mm. sort of cheese-related shenanigans did you guys get up to, and uh, how did you survive? What about you, Rubiner? Um, we don't typically get up to shenanigans. No? We're, we're rather sober, serious uh, um, cheese shop. Um, but, uh, no, we went about our, our daily Christmas grind. You know, Christmas for us is a, a time to to buy a bunch of uh, Italian buffalo yogurt and throw it out on the fur. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a time for refrigeration breakdowns and evaporation <laughs> of staff. Nice, it's, nice. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, I heard that that, <laughs> what, that one of my uh, part-time staff members, you hired her daughter, and then uh, when they had, there was a big snowstorm, I heard that you demanded that she came to work and drove to her home to pick her up to get her back. Is that well, first, true? Well, I, first, I made her walk, and then she got halfway there and got <laughs> snowbound and tried to build a makeshift shelter. Um, <laughs> but then I, then I went and got her. You're a hell of a guy. It 
toughens them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what they said about you in prison. You are one hell of a guy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what about you, Lassa? You were mongering cheese over the holidays. I saw some pictures. I did. I mongered uh, in, in Haven with uh, Jason um, at Casius. And I, I don't know if you've been in that shop, but it's off, It's quite small. Oh, yeah. And, Which shop? Um, the Casius shop on the, uh, oh, right, right in the center of New yeah. Haven. And um, so uh, it, was, it was great. I mean, I really love being behind the counter, especially if I don't have to do it all the time. So it was oh, yeah. a, a blast. Um, but, um, I was really amazed at how busy, I mean, we were slammed. So, um, and we, I mean, I, I'm sure it's cause not because I was working, but we did beat all records. I just want to put that out there. So, you know, whatever. That's awesome. But we sold, yeah, no, it was really fun. And, um, I, it was, we actually were so crammed in that place. I mean, there were people waiting for, you know, a while, and every I always get nervous about that kind of thing because I think people are going to walk out, you sure. know, and da da da. So there was a lot of good, the shenanigans we got up to were coming up with some kind of a way to keep people involved on as they waited. And, uh, and you know, of course, what would be very nice is for them to look around more and, and to buy more. Uh, which they did, but we would come up with jokes. Or actually, the best thing was to look out there and actually say, someone tell a joke. And believe it or not, they rose to the occasion. There were many a good joke that was told. Not that I can remember a single one. I was going to ask you, you know, if these, I was going to ask you to repeat one. I knew you would, but but then, you know, I can't. Because I was really, really, you know, dedicated to cutting cheese and doing things. So, you know, I, I can't. I can't possibly. Does Casius have a? <laughs> is it just all cut to order? Is it a little takeaway section in there too? What are the, what's, what's going on? You cut all, You did it, all your cheese it, cut to order. It's pretty much all cut to order. Wow. Yep. Uh, there are. I mean, except for the small, very soft kind of cheeses that from France or something like that. But there, it's all cut to order. So, um, and then there's you know slicing too. So we have a a, a deli slicer. So it was pretty gnarly, but. I mean, the part to me that... You do that every day. I, yeah. I know you do, Matt. I know, but, you know, I'm a, way out of practice. So, But they put up with me. They put up with me. What do you slice in there on the slicers? Everything? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Lassa, but I'm also talking to you, Rubiner. You mm. slice cheese? Slice cheese? No, no, <laughs> no cheese. No cheese. Oh, you're just talking <laughs> salumi. You're talking right, we slice salumi. We for people. Oh, uh, that's, that's cool. That's the one cheese we slice. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I, mean, I don't even do that. I just make them buy a big chunk and get the hell out. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, I absolutely think I, we should have done that because uh, we had, and this was certainly a trend that was there um, this holiday season, but people were buying raclette and had raclette, you know, the little, the ma- little machine, the little warmers. Yeah. yeah. And they... It was really, I would say, the num- not the number one, but way up there. They were buying cheese to, to have on their rack machines. We so, had a, a notable spike in Tete de Moine sales. Tete de Moine? Yeah, from, oh. uh, from approximately zero to a bunch. <laughs> really? What do you yeah, attribute it was weird. that to? It was to? a Tete de Moine sort of year. We even lent out our, our uh, you know, we have this dusty Giraud oh. machine <laughs> that we were like, oh, we can lend it out to people who want Tete de Moine, and then it's been sitting there for... 
13 years of the original, you know, price tag on it. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it actually got some action. Got some. Uh, did some. Did some shaving. Oh, do you sell them the? the do you sell them the little pre-made roses? No, but you know, I see that every time, and I got half of mine just to, just just got to have that on the Gufanti website. Yeah. Or on the, no, on on, uh, on uh, the Quality Cheese website, <laughs> the pre-done flowerette. Oh man, we used to have to do uh, those in artisanal. I remember people would have a, would ask us to do that, and I I think I threw away like three Giroles just so I could <laughs> pretend that I didn't have them at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, I know we had a Girol in here. I'd be like, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak that language. Exactly, I don't know. exactly. <laughs> um, for Ruben, what what was your standout cheese this winter? Like, what's the best thing you had in the, in the last quarter? Best thing I had, or what sold the best? Well, a little bit um, of both. The best thing I had, well, there was one cheese we had which just sold like hotcakes, but unfortunately, it's a, a cheese that I cannot speak of. So we'll move on to another. Okay, no problem. Um, uh, I would say that the big hit <laughs> of the season was the, uh, was the gorgonzola cremificato from, uh, you know, which we uh, put in its okay. wooden it. little it. pot, and we scoop it out. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And, and that's become a smash hit. Um, you mean the cremificato uh, from the Gufanti one, the big, uh, the, the big, or? Yeah, yeah, you know, the big the Dolce Extra or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, you lop the top off and, and uh scoop it out and it's just insane they're just feeding frenzies people see one person scoop it out and then we'll you know knock through a, a wheel in a couple hours which is you know pretty dramatic for us wow um, that's awesome actually that went uh that's amazing that big what else was good uh, um you know just blowing through flory's truckle cheddar oh so, yeah because it's so sweet and tasty yeah and uh and then the brabender gouda at a remarkable clip also because it's so sweet and tasty what else? I actually made a list. Yep. Oh, you know, it's good. That, you know, the uh, we've, we sold a ton of was the, you know, the four-fat fowl cheeses. The yeah, St. Stephen, is it? Triple cream. And they're, they're pretty remarkable because, you know, I mean, we're going to sell triple creams no matter what. Sure. Um, and they're, you know, Briad Savarin or Crema de Cito or something fairly straightforward and, you know, getting its chief charm just being the sheer weight of butterfat. But right. the... When we get the four-fat fat ones, they taste like, and I think you guys, you kids are way too young to remember this, but Explorateur. I remember that cheese with the rocket on it. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, the rocket cheese. It was like a famous, like, you know, cheese that, like, my New York roommates ate. And it was, like, gray and dark on the outside and really goopy around the edges, and all the pieces were crammed together in a wooden box and stuck together. Yeah. Pulled them out to sell them. You tore the sides off, and it was really delicious. Oh, yeah. And then they pussied out and started putting them in little... Like plastic caps. Cocoons. Yeah, what the fuck? Oops, sorry. And I mean, then the it heck? just became this, this milk toast, you know. And these, these four fat fowls are just dead ringers for that old explorateur. That's awesome. I, uh, anyway, yeah, that was my list. Nice. What about nice. you, Lassa? What'd you blow through? Well, uh, I would say top of the list is that were a whole bunch of different Swiss um, alpines, but Swiss in particular alpines. And um, there was one in particular whose name I can't for the life. I think it's called Cabochon, but it's oh, a, yeah, it is Cabochon. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are great. It, it, oh my God, that and and um, you know it's it, people had to. I mean, I was kind of amazed at, at, at people just just trusting us with this and going. I can, I will go with it if you think that it's that. I will go, and then they would come back <laughs> for another piece. 
So that was really cool. Um, but all the Gruyers and the, you know, the, the melters, again, the raclettes, um, they did, you know, the KCS did an Adopt an Alp uh, program. Yeah, so those, those we blew through. And um, that raclette that was part of our Adopt an Alp, the, the particular Alp was just phenomenal. Like we, you know, it was delicious. But for, for me, I was interested in how many people um, were very familiar with the New England cheeses. And of course, I've come back from living in California for a long time. So it was exciting for me to see how many people were going for the um, Volto, going for Cato Corner, the Mystic, the Robinson, Nettle Meadow, Meadowwood. All of those are almost you know, second nature to people now to purchase, yeah. which I think is incredibly exciting. I, it just makes me happy. It used to not be like that. And, and, you know, I moved west for that, and now it's here. And I'm very proud of, of it. I'm really I'm very excited. No, it's good. Be, be we, back. We blow yeah. through those as well. I mean, uh, for us, you know, in the, in the time that I was actually there, which, um, I mean, I am... Um, I spent um, the weeks, you know, I was I was really freaked out because this, this is the first time in a long time I've ne- I wasn't able to work um, up the week leading to Christmas because for, I was in the hospital, and um, so you know Wait, I was what? I was still placing That's- orders though. It was really interesting. These people are like, you know, they're like, we got to do this procedure on you. And I was like, just give me one minute. I have to place this air order right now. <laughs> you know, and they were like, they were like, you're you're a sick person. I was like, yes, I am, but I'm gonna be in a lot of trouble if people don't have Robiola do a latte next week. So you know, I'll be right back in here for a different reason. Um, but we sold through, yeah. We we sold um, and we've been we've been going this way. Um, we sold so much um, of red cow parmigiano and so much. Uh, and you would think that we were yeah, Italy. yeah. And people, I feel like we finally made um, at at our shop, at least in the Flatiron shop, like we finally made this like impact. Or people are just came and were buying like massive slabs of uh, of that cheese, which made me me happy because uh, they were actually. You know, they had turned the corner and were actually eating it. You know, people were like not just asking me to pre-grate huge amounts of cheese. You know what I mean? Like they were taking, yeah, yeah. you know, they were taking up big, big chunks. And um, and I always like um, the older sheep cheese in the winter. Like I had some uh, really, really good um, Oso Irati that I was just like fantastic that we were pushing out. Um, and I like those. I like I like the hard you know I like the hard cheeses in the winter. You know, like the stuff you pull up from the pantry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, I agree completely with that. And I, I there was definitely a lot of um, people wanting a mix of milks and being yeah. aware that there was a mix of milks, which potentially is what a lot of us know. You know, as mongers. But I was kind of amazed at how many people were aware of that and were wanting, you know, to not, even with the blue, you know, saying, well, but do you even have, do you have a goat's milk blue? Yeah. So, I, you know, I was amazed. Um, but the, the sheep's cheeses, I mean, the sheep's milk cheeses, the, the Fiori Sardos and things like that, they were definitely popular. And, um, you know. Fiori Sardos on my list of I, uh, things that uh, didn't work. Really? Oh, you know, really? Every, every year or so, I buy a real Fiori Sardo. Sure. You know, hard as a rock, you know, just... Uh, um, yeah, you got to get a yawn. chisel to open that thing, right? You know, like... Yeah, and, and you know, the smoked variety, yeah. uh, which is already, you know, puts up another hurdle to selling it. And, you know, I get it every year, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, I forget. 
I forget uh, that I'm, it's an impossible sell for me. It's expensive. Mm. It's it's uh, not terribly satisfying, at least uh, you know, in the in the to the palates of the customers and you know me. And uh, so it's still sitting out there. Ah. <laughs> yeah. mm. Damn. I think Greg and I should come up there. Let's yeah. see what we can do about that. Mm. I, can, yeah. I can start a little fund, you know, to get some people to go down there and just, you know, buy it from you, if you say, I suppose, if you want them to. <laughs> get it the hell out of the way. The, it's sitting there next to the big case of uh, uh, yuzu mayonnaise. That Oh, know, come on. Everybody needs some yuzu mayonnaise in their lives, you know? Korean, Korean yuzu mayonnaise. Whoa, that's a <laughs> That's my, that was my is that the one that of the is, is that that the it's got like yuzu flavoring in it or that it's actually yeah, as far like as I know lemony? it's actual yuzu but uh, yeah okay good uh, yeah. 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 yeah yeah good luck yeah, with that count that of like seventy three or something nice good luck with all that <laughs> and then that was probably like you know late at night you'd had a couple pops you're like yeah sure but but I'll buy a yuzu mayonnaise this year what the fuck let's just buy it put it in there. <laughs> So base base on word. that. I just want to say yuzu. Yeah, yuzu's awesome. You know, I it just it yeah, it's a good word, yuzu. We have to I screwed up. I thought you I thought gonna, this was, an, you know, yuzu was going to be huge this season. <laughs> You're like 10 years late, man. <laughs> but it all seems die down so quick. Yeah, well no, I'm not going to digress there. I want to know, based on your wonderful holiday seasons, do you have um Matt, do you have any cheese predictions for 2017? Yeah, that's right. I don't know. I'm so out of touch. Cheese for yeah. yeah, did they have to wheel you out of your room, you know, with all your, uh, you know, and, you know, your TV monitors in there so you can watch the shop so you could come out and do the show? Did they sort of bring you back into society? <laughs> right. I just have the, uh, I just have the speaker, the loudspeaker, yeah. scream, scream at the customers yeah. without actually having to be on the floor <laughs> from the privacy of my own bed. Nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. what I'm so out of touch with cheese trends, and I don't know what the, it's cheese. Well, then what do you think, Lassa? We're moving right on from you. But right no, you. <laughs> you just chime in. <laughs> what do you all think, right, Lassa? Uh, well, for, first of all, I would say that it's it's prior just prior to the fancy food show. So yeah. I think that um, you know we'll know more uh, in a very real sense once we once we uh, go to that. But um, I think number one, top of everything, is that everybody will be reading Culture Magazine nice. uh, in luck. this new year. You know, absolutely. So that's the number one. No, I, I would say that uh, I think raclette again is going to still be something big. I think cooking with cheese is going to get bigger and bigger, which is kind of a cop out. But I really believe that people are starting to get more and more excited about what I do with what you do with cheese. Potentially, yeah. um, the other big trend, and this is much larger, I think, than the. This is more in the big, big sense is that. Cheeses, I, I know the two, I can't wait to say this because I can't wait to hear what the two of you are going to say. But spicy cheeses, cheeses with spice in that, spice like jalapenos and things like that, I believe is going to be, That's gonna be a, trend? a big deal. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say we were finally going to stop letting people buy that and actually physically remove people from the store. No, I think, it's, I think you're going to see even more of it. I think it's going to be even more, and I think there's going to be, like, Why, I think Chipotle... Chipotle so is going to be bigger. It's uh, uh, going to be the rage in 2017. Seriously, why do you think I that? Think though? I just I know some makers that are making it, and she they have people. large she expectations for it. So they're looking at that as a bigger, bigger push, and um, 
And then I also think, again, I can't wait to hear what you say about this, but I think that the uh, cheeses that are made with um, with milk other than dairy are going to be bigger. All right, I'm out of here. Oh. All right, we're done. I know, I we're know. We're closing know, down this show. This show is over. If you'd over. like to make a call, please hang on. I fame. I might even burn this studio down. Just up here. There we go. Nice. <laughs> We're done, people. We're done. <laughs> oh man! All right. Oh man! I know. I'm, so I'm not going to get past I, the I'll point just... where I don't I don't bristle when that's called cheese. Yeah, you know. Yeah, never mind. It's in contravention of the uh, you know the Strasser Convention of you know God knows when and its definition of what what constitutes. Okay, cheese. but on the Seriously? other side, I'm going to leave that alone now that I've really ruined the entire show, and I will say that. Um, Raw milk cheeses, I think, as people are becoming more and more aware, and I think that's going to be a big deal this year. So, um, you mean a, you people think are people are going to be, be asking for them or wanting to know more about I them think, or both? I think they're going to – it's both. I think that it, they have been asking about them a little more, and I think it's going to get more that yeah. way. And I believe that it will uh, – then there will be more and more people that are interested in – in tasting raw milk cheeses, even though they've probably been eating them all along, and will th- those will actually grow in terms of um, you know dollars on our counters. Well, you know what, what about cheeses with uh, yuzu mayonnaise? <laughs> you, Did you see any pizza yeah. there? Turn his mic off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, but seriously, Ed, I think I agree with you a little bit that they will ask and they will buy a little bit more. But what I hope and my prediction, and I'm going to say this right before we go to the break, is that people are finally, finally going to understand that use and sell-by dates on cheese are a fallacy. And they're going to stop asking about them. And they're going to stop looking at them. And they're going to take a look at the things that they buy, that they're going to eat. And they're going to decide for themselves whether or not they taste good and use that, you know, as a judgment as to whether or not the cheese is over the hill. You know? I don't have to throw so, off the yogurt. That's what I'm talking hope, about. I, I think that that would be a wonderful thing, Greg. Just a wonderful thing. A man and I, can I dream. I think we both would love that. A man can dream. All right, we're going to go to a short <laughs> break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to these two rascals a little bit more. Hold on a second. <laughs> Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chirchois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. 
The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com. And as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. Nice, nice. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd. You're tuning into our little holiday special, Cheese Stories. A few weeks late, but better late than never. Um, we have our holiday special regular guest, Matt Rubiner, on the line, as well as friend of the show and co-founder of Culture Magazine, Lassa Skinner. Now that we've talked a little bit about the holiday and uh, our predictions, you know, about yuzu mayonnaise and use by dates, um, I wanted to turn the conversation a little bit to cheese stories from years past. Lassa, I'd love to start with you. Do you have a cheese story from behind the counter? Maybe your best holiday moment ever. My best holiday moment ever. And it can't be like when you closed the door at night and left. You know what I mean? Let's try get get it. You know, while we're open, maybe. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, I, I mean, best meaning the funniest or potentially sure. the most. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go with, oh, wow, that was the most amazing thing. I'm going to go with when I screwed up the worst, which nice. would have been um, uh, early. I mean, it could have been later in my career, but it is. it was fairly eh, maybe on the, in the first third. And I was cutting, uh, I was waiting on a customer who wanted um, a bunch of different uh, cuts of mimolette. And they wanted them all very similarly cut, so they were all a third of a pound. And I believe at this point, I believe I remember correctly that it was 10 of them. And each of them were individually wrapped, because that happens a lot, you know, in the holidays. Oh, yeah. You wrap them, you want them labeled, but not with the price, and and without a use-by date. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I just remember very vividly... uh, you know, starting that. And, and you know, I, I will put this out there. I did say this to the as the hordes of people were staring at you as you're behind the counter and they're all waiting in line for you to hurry up and wait on them. Yeah. That uh, we set, kept saying, be nice to your, this is, this whole month is be nice to your monger month. <laughs> so you should all be leaving, you know, presents. You should be coming in with a present for the monger. That's what we think. But anyway. But I remember cutting these and being, you know, terribly, terribly worried about whether they're going to be a third of a pound, each of them, and doing okay for the beginning. And then one was much larger, like, you know, half a pound uh, or a little over a half pound. So I had to go back to it again, recut. And I did that over and over. I know. But uh, and I literally went through. You know, I like, think a wheel. I was going to say like six mimolettes. <laughs> yeah. I had to go and get another mimolette uh. out and all of that stuff. And it was, and I severely cut the bejesus out of my hand as well I on the last one. That. So I would say that that was my holiday story of, you know, I learned, and you have to learn, you have to learn by doing, but I learned the hard way that, you know, even though you're trying really hard, you can sometimes really mess up. And um, so 
So that you had angry customers. That's one that I remember very distinctly because you're under pressure. Sure. And you have to do it. And I've and- been there before. I've seen that. And you cut yourself and you're bleeding and they're still looking at you. I had a, I did, still looking at you. I yep. did that at at, uh, at Dean and DeLuca back in the day. I remember I cut the heck out of myself, and um, and uh, this this person was in front of me in the counter, and I was literally like bleeding where I could, you could see the blood dripping down. And they looked at me and they're like, "So who's going to finish my order?" You know what I mean? That's yeah. like wow, <laughs> people are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'm just going to bleed all over your cheese, and I'm going to double charge you. Um, What what about you, Ruben? You got a best? You got a worst for us? Well, first, I I should say that, uh, you know, your story about cutting mimolette into smaller and smaller pieces hits particularly close to home for me, and though it's not a holiday tragedy story, uh, it is the single most... uh, um, most, uh, Maybe maybe the single worst hour in my cheese career, and maybe... uh, it was it was the uh, it was the realization of every horrible dream that one has that you you know didn't uh, you know go to class and had to take the exam or you're you know show up naked oh. or something oh, yeah. where, where I was at uh, yeah. competing in the Mayor Fromager du Monde competition um, you know a few years back and um, and it got to the point where you have to sculpt the cheese right and I had no plan I had no plan coming into France I had no plan when that um, portion of the day's uh, events started. And I'm just staring at, the, staring at the cheeses they gave you to cut. And meanwhile, you know, the Italian guy's carving uh, mimolette into the Colosseum, <laughs> leaning tower, literally. And, you know, the Japanese woman has a, has a steamer trunk full of props. And I'm like, nice. Right, and the Australian guy's carving a shark. And, and I'm, like, staring at this wheel of mimolette. Hungover, no I'm sure. And, and the French, you know, there's thousand people in the audience or whatever, and the French, uh, you know, national television guy sticking his mic in my face, and I don't speak French, but I know, and he's looking at me and saying, look at the Americans, so stoic, yeah. you know, and I'm like freaking out, so I cut the mimolette in half. First, I was going to do like a protest vote, and like, you know, this is my cheese sculpture. Cheese is a work of art. It does not need to be uh, <laughs> Yeah, nice try, buddy. But, uh, you know, I didn't do that, and then, uh, so I cut it in half. Um, and then, uh, you know, I cut it in half again, and I cut it in half again, I cut it in half again. Eventually, I was able to uh, um, turn it into 150 more or less perfect isosceles triangles, which I laid out on a uh, kind of a smudge <laughs> mirror they gave us for the day. And, uh, and uh, I'll show you pictures. It was quite, uh, um, my wife wonders how I, I came up with even that much creativity. But then the worst was. I'm actually. Did, yeah, me too. Why didn't you use. Why didn't you use the yuzu mayonnaise? <laughs> and that I didn't have any on me. I would have. I was a fix it. Oh, damn. Place <laughs> because they, they picked up, I didn't realize, but when it was all done, they picked up each of the displays, the sculpted cheeses, to move them to the grand banquet. And, of course, mine was just a bunch of dominoes, basically, and just fell over <laughs> into a heap. So the first thing I did when uh, it was put on grand display was I tore my name off the... Uh, <laughs> but no, the worst, the worst holiday experience I ever had was, uh, I, I, sorry if this morphed into worst holiday experience as opposed to. That's all good. Most joyous, but who, you know, who remembers the good things? But one, yeah. Yeah, this is actually a New Year's thing, and there was a, there was a customer um, who's, who's now passed away, so I can use his real name, Murray Leibowitz, down in Boca Raton. And every year he would place a giant Christmas order and a giant New Year's order that I would ship down. Because a lot of our customers, you know, during the winter, they fly back down to Boca Raton. Um, and uh, 
New Year's, the day before, I guess it was New Year's, the, you know, the 30th, the day of New Year, era of New Year's Day. And, uh, um, and it's about 6 o'clock at night, and my manager calls and says, hey, Murray could just call to check if his order was on the way. Ooh. And I had totally misfiled the order, and I just flapped it And I was just, so I hurried back to the store. I put together this order and uh, um, tried to find a UPS place, no dice. And I just roamed the streets. Until uh, I saw a UPS truck and I chased it down, made him pull over. He's uh, like, "Oh yeah, people do this all the time." Um, and he's like, "Oh, this is going air mail, you know, air to next day air to Florida." Now nah, I can't do it. Um, he was like, "What should I do?" He's like, "You got to drive to Springfield Airport and you know by uh, eight o'clock and yeah. get it." And I'm looking; it's like six fifteen. There's no way I'm getting to Springfield Airport. So I just went home, and like sit down to you know half a bottle of bourbon and tell my wife that. You know, <laughs> We just and lost I like, Murray. Oh, I got to, I got to deal with this somehow. I got to find a way out of this. So yeah. then I uh, um, had this brilliant idea, and I called this guy. I really loved like the smelly Swiss sort of things, and uh, I called Caroline, you know, Hostetler, middle of the night, you know, and, and era of New Year's Eve, and uh, and she hooked me up with the manager of a store. And goddamn, I can't remember the name of the store, but near Boca Raton, and wow. I called her in the middle of the night. And then she's like, call me back at like 6 o'clock in the morning, and they put together an order, more or less a facsimile of what he actually ordered and delivered it to his doorstep by <gasps> that morning. That's oh, brilliant. That's mad. amazing. Just what you should have done. Just they, what you should have done. God, yeah. it's pounding now. I mean, that's actually a really nice story. Yeah, it's it was an awesome horrible story. All right, that is a go through, but feel it's, good. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a great, like, relationship story of, you know, how we work together. That's a great Next story. Next on the Hallmark Channel, Murray Leibowitz. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, like, just the, just the, like, that panic of the holidays. And you're just like, in the end, I mean, we love cheese. We sell it. But it is cheese. You know, it's not like I forgot to send Murray his... You know his kid, kidney in the mail. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. You know, right. But we get there. We yeah. go there. You know, all the time. And and it's true. That's pretty awesome that you put it out there for him and get it done. You know, I would expect nothing less mm. from a man of your right. character. You're you know, yeah, you're a gentleman and a scholar. I'm doing my massive screw up. Nice. Hey, you guys both were <laughs> Formaggio Kitchen alums. You both are, right? Oh did, yeah, oh yeah. Did yeah. you work there at the same time? Yeah, we worked there together. Yes, Matt was my my very very wonderful boss. No shit. Do you got a nice horror story yeah. you can tell us about Matt and his management style or technique no, or anything I'm like that? Not sure. That? I was given the proper am... tools to manage. All right. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that, but you did a wonderful job, and I'm abstaining of answering anything more oh, on this front. Oh. All I know is that I was completely shell shocked the whole time. I did my bloody best, and that, and and he was. When Very did you nice guys work me, there again? Or not. I do. Funny how memories fade with time. When did you guys work yeah. there? Well, I, mean, uh, I, it was, there I was 50, only there in the right in the mid mid nineties. Like say ninety three to ninety five. No, no, like ninety five, ninety six. Ninety five, ninety six. Wow, I was working right across at the. See, I wasn't cool enough to work at Formaggio, so I worked at Savonors instead. You were selling bear meat over at Savonors. Goddamn right, llama meat as well. Bear and snake meat over at <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, Greg, this this African lion strip steak didn't sell. Do you want to take it home and cook it? And I was like, sure. And then I realized halfway through the worst meal of my life that I was eating a cat, and that was the last time I ever did anything like that. Um, oh, that's good though. <laughs> 
Anyways, I, I digress. That, I think llama meat is going to be a huge hit this year. That's yeah. A, that's a trend. <laughs> that's yeah. your prediction? La, llama meat with yuzu mayonnaise. Awesome. How else would you yeah. eat it? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know. Well, was I think with shaved mimolette. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I would do anything for some shaved mimolette. I haven't had any of that in a long <laughs> time. Hey, so will either of you guys be doing any cheese travel in 2017? God, I hope so. There you go. Uh, I will. Where will you be? Um, I am going over to New Zealand. In, oh, no um, well, I mean, a lot within the country because there's so I mean, Wisconsin, of course, and and, uh, and also Denver, the ACF. But uh, out, outside of the country, I'm going to New Zealand in March, and um, I will be a judge on their, um, on the New Zealand Cheese Awards. And it's the second time I've done it, and it's near and dear to my heart, of course, because I'm half Aussie, so I they do have really great milk over there, probably. I will just say probably better milk than Australia, but that's just because they have a lot more water. Sure. Um, but, um, and then I'm hoping, I, I think that's probably it for me. I don't I don't know that I'll be doing any others, any other trips. What about, what about you, you Roots? Oh, God, I wish I could. I mean, I was supposed to go to the judge at the World Cheese thing, you know, in Spain, and had to back yeah. out of that like a couple Me weeks too. before. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Put together the staff, and so this year, who knows? But hoping to get up to Pittsfield a couple times. Nice. Down to Wilmington. <laughs> Hell yeah! Get out to Greenfield. You know, Greenfield, you know. You could go, Italy you next could week, go all cheese. the way to Vermont. What about Vermont? I mean, yeah. you know, oh, Vermont, it's right. a yeah. big trip. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely Vermont. Well, I, I hope to be um, getting out to, you know, to Bra, um, which I will be come hook nor crook because I missed the last time because I was ill mentally. And mm. uh, so I'm, uh, I'm hoping to get over to, to, um, to visit Jolito and Giorgio and all those lovely folks in Bra, you know. So Yeah, I um, agree. I would like to do that as well. That okay. would be great. That's in September. So yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be get great. there. All right, kids, I want to say thank you both for coming on. It's always nice to talk to both oh, of you. And, um, you know, stay strong. Stay strong down there, Rubiner. You know, don't, um, don't, don't revert to, like, cannibalism or something in these lean months, all right? Uh, just, uh, stay away from <laughs> well, that. Well, I think I actually heard earlier that he has some caviar for Ooh. sale there. So I think, uh, I think that it's... Oh, was that, was that on the, on the air? Great bearing. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't. It was just me. So I heard it, and I'm like... I'll take some of that. Right. What is, what is the sign of our time that we're having a caviar blowout sale? Go to Rubiner's. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> get, get down to Ruby at Rubiner's for some caviar. Half price. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, folks, for listening. Stay tuned for another Cutting the Curd coming up All next right. week. Ciao. 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 Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. 
Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.